when we ask the universe for a sign and we get a sign, we are receiving some signal that we sent out. But then my thought process was, where is that information bouncing off of? Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I just got my PhD, and I'm interested in understanding how the entire universe works from an energetic, conscious perspective, basically just adding spirituality into the equation, adding consciousness into the equation. So I'm super focused on, you know, these different kind of astrophysics theories that go beyond what I've I've already studied and kind of what academia is studying. So that's what I'm into. Please give me a follow on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. Hey, I'm Michaela uh, with Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. And I'm a change maker. I'm oh. here to, yeah. Change maker. Yeah. Um, be part of the ripple effect of the awakening of consciousness across the planet and with that healing. So I do energy medicine. I do shadow alchemy. Um, we dive into shadow work and healing and really, really doing the work. I feel like in this time and age, a lot of people focus on like love and light. And I think that's a really good place to look towards because that's what we're moving into as a new paradigm. But in order to open ourselves up, to let that come into our energy field, to come into our frequency, we have to do the work to release the things that need to be let go before we, we can receive that next level. So, uh, shadow work and shadow alchemy is something real, a big part of what I do and what I want to share with the world energetic maintenance you know aura is there's a lot going on with the aura karmically all that stuff just maintaining your energy field basically yeah Yeah. um all right so let's ground in let's start with some breathing and yeah want to get us going michaela sure okay um this is my new beautiful stick of Palo Santo, Ooh, everyone. Nice. My last one, I don't know if you, anyone could notice on the video, but I was like burning my fingers <laughs> because nice. it was so small. So yeah. I, I got a fresh new one. Good. Um, so yeah, if you're ready, let's just close our eyes and take it a second to ground in. I'm just going to light this beautiful Palo Santo. I'm thanking the earth for providing the Palo Santo and thanking the Palo Santo as well. Let's put a hand on our hearts. Let's take a second and uh, place your feet flat on the floor too or really ground them if you're able to. Let's take a second to really breathe into our heart. Find that stillness in your body, in your heart that place of inner peace and go there. Watch yourself be held here. Feel yourself be held here in this place within your heart. 
Let's take a couple of deep cleansing breaths here as well. So take a big, deep, full breath in, filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing at the top. And when you're ready, opening your mouth and releasing. Letting it go. Another one, big breath in. All the way to the top. Pause. Open and release. Letting go of anything negative, anything heavy, anything that might be weighing you down today and letting it go with the breath. We're going to take one more big deep one. Really feeling into your heart space, feeling into that stillness with this one. Pausing at the top, feeling your heart beating, feeling the blood running through your veins, feeling your fingertips and your toes, and letting it go. And knowing that this place of peace and stillness exists inside of you and that you can always go here and when you're ready just bring yourself gently back into this space that was great i love that uh, i think it'll be good too because this episode hits the ground running with some intense downloads <laughs> so yeah I hope everyone enjoys this episode. It's basically Alyssa's greatest hits of downloads. <laughs> it's uh, it's like five whole like separate things. But I mean, I'm biased, but I think it's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, and it, it hits the ground running. So yeah, thank you. So get ready. For, uh, yeah, get get ready. And now everyone's ready. Now that you've breathed and your heart is still. Um, so yes, Ooh, I, actually, this kind of just came up for me and I want to mention this as mm -hmm. the downloads come through in this episode. Um, I mean, these are Alyssa's downloads coming through, I think mostly, I mm -hmm. think, I mean, and we bounce yeah. off of each other, Yeah. but this is a really good time for the listeners. The tune in that we just did when we felt into our heart space and the stillness in that piece, as the downloads come up take a moment to pause and feel into the downloads and if it resonates and how it feels in your body as well, just as mm -hmm. kind of like a little bit of an intuitive practice, because I mean, we're That's all, we're, we're all at a different place. We're all learning. We all have different information coming through if that's from mm -hmm. ourselves. I mean, yeah, it is coming from ourselves and our inner, inner, and our inner wisdom, but being able to cultivate that sense of intuition and just feeling into what feels true to you. So I don't know, that just came through right now yeah. as maybe an exercise or That's something good. to work with. So as a listener, just like try it out and see how you feel. And then also um, let us know if you resonate with the mm -hmm. topics that come up, um, with the downloads we speak about, or just our conversations in general. Like, let us know if you guys resonate with that. Um, and if there's anything else you'd like to hear from us or to hear us talk about or cover. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. My channeling skills are improving. I'm getting, getting there. So yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point to mention. 
feel things in your body and everything that I'm talking about in this episode is just from me and just whatever has come through me and my crown and what I feel resonates with me and you know I don't know what's absolute truth we're just figuring it out but yeah feel into it see how it feels see if you get chills that's how you know if something may resonates and yeah okay thank you for being here and thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode Alright, so I've had quite an interesting few days of downloads and it actually honestly has felt quite profound in terms of like, this is probably some of the most intense stuff I feel like I've been receiving to date and so it feels really exciting because it's kind of like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like let's get going here <laughs> like where's this gonna take us like oh shit it's happening that's kind of what it feels like honestly and it's like I don't know if I have the answer to whatever I'm seeking yet I don't know what it is but like something started oh. happening a few a few days ago and I feel like some big things are coming through things that I'm like does this like theory exist yet like does this exist like things that I don't know if I've ever heard people talking about so um okay yeah so the the first main thing is I feel like I want to kind of describe um I feel like a good place to start about this this one download that was kind of like a really huge concept the concept is the entire universe is a magnet so We know the universe is magnetic and we know it's like electric. To give a background physics explanation, magnetic fields are generated when you have a charged particle moving. So a charged particle in motion generates a magnetic field. And we have, and so the universe is filled with all these moving charged particles and humans have a magnetic field and so everything is very magnetic but i've never had this thought that was the universe itself like the whole universe is a magnet and has these opposing poles and so what the thought was it was i was seeing like the north and south poles like sending pulses to each other of communicate like communicative pulses to each other and this links back into all of my recent curiosities about you know two ep- a few episodes ago we talked all about my um me my frustrations with communicating with the universe and then and how i am going to eventually in my career kind of really get into proof of proof of contact and proof of communication with interdimensionals and and all these things and kind of proof of how how information and it, it led me into all this curiosity about how information moves through the dimensions and i had this i had this feeling or this knowing that maybe part of my frustration or part of my journey in all of this information is that i actually I'm not I was not ever meant to be one of those people that like channeling and and talking to the spirit like came easily to them and from like from youth or you know you know like some people some some people or mediums or whatever have had this communication going on with the universe forever 
and almost that my journey is to start from is to go is to observe myself and figure out how Mm. to get from point a to point b in terms of communicating with the universe so i have to observe i have to investigate it myself i have to see how does it get from point a to point b and so because so we know so it's like the magnet comes in because in in a magnet there's this there's this communication or there's this link of information between each the ends of the poles and they're kind of exchanging like electrons they're exchanging electric charge and so the whole communication thing came in because so i was kind of seeing like the magnet of the universe sending these pulses to one another and we know that the universe and so it's like the universe is in constant communication with itself and that would be where these metaphorical magnetic ends are and and also the other part of the download was was kind of about karma and so it's just all bringing back you know i'm just describing the way that i'm thinking because none of this is Mm -hmm. fully fleshed out yet yet and i'm also kind of just describing the thought process that led me here it was like we know that we know that we can communicate with the universe we know that karma is a reverberation when we send out when we send out a signal by performing some action there's going to be a reaction that comes back to us there's that and there's also just communicating with the universe in general when we ask the universe for a sign and we get a sign we are receiving some signal that we sent out but then my thought process was where is that information bouncing off of you know we send it out and it goes out where does it bounce off of And so that's where this like magnetic idea came in that it's like I'm not seeing these magnetic poles, though, as like physical poles, because then when I think about the universe. So as far as we know, like, yeah, I'm not really seeing like it being a physical thing. I'm seeing it more as like there's this magnetic structure is upholding the container of the universe and and it's like something that's in place that allows us it's it's setting up it's like holding the container of the structure to allow energy to have some sort of reverberation back and forth um and the structure of the universe is there's no from what we understand there's no real center of the universe every point is a relative center but if you zoom out the universe Mm -hmm. is a web we refer to it as the cosmic web so it's it's a series of over densities so the way that we have theorized kind of the way that it formed is like these larger structures you have a bunch of these local collapses and so things kind of just collapse into these over densities as we call them and that would be in the large scale galaxy clusters and all this other um stuff that's in the intergalactic medium in between galaxies and and there's a lot of hot gas in between galaxy clusters and then there's more other parts of space that are more empty and are more avoided and then yeah that are kind of like voids but so it's like it's almost like the the magnet the magnetic poles are like outside of the bounds of the universe i don't know this is you know um i'm still forming this idea but one other thing that i have thought about the this as a possible solution or as like some possible 
framework that is up. So like this magnetic structure that is, you know, I'm viewing it as the magnetic structure is upholding the universe's ability to have a back and forth. Like what would allow it to back and forth? What? Um, you have a question? I'm just feeling into, because <laughs> yes. you said, yeah, the magnetic is on the, is on the outside. Cause that maybe I'm, I'm That's feeling what that kind too. Of and it's to like, cause I, I, I am seeing a photo or whatever, I guess my imagination mm-hmm. of it, like folding in on itself in a way, but then I don't know because the, the universe is always expanding, mm-hmm. but I do see it. It's almost like the magnetism, the magnet part is like what's holding the universe. Like, yeah, together, holding like it holding together. it together yeah. in the shape mm-hmm. as, as a particle. Yes. I'm seeing this, sh- I'm seeing this shape too of like literally like the magnet shape. And I had a crazy synchronicity with this too. Like I'm seeing a parabola. So, you know, a parabola is just a curve, but I'm seeing the symmetry, the symmetry of two parabolas like, like, like against this? each other. Kind or of. the other way. Like I'm seeing, I could see it as both. Like, I, I'm not sure where this applies to yet, but there's something with that like parabolic shape and the symmetry, because it all does come back to some sort of symmetry, because that's the point of the magnet stuff in general is the two, the two sides. But it just kind of like, that's why this thought felt like so big, because it felt like this thought about like, the magnet is outside of the bounds of the universe. So like, like I'm bro, I'm getting into like multi-universe wow. theories and stuff like that and, and leaving the scope of our universe and, and getting into what's upholding, what is upholding our universe. Because I do think that our universe ends. I, I think, you know, in theory, it's like infinite. I don't know. But I do think there's like multiple universes, maybe multiple bubble universes. But now I'm getting into like what's happening outside of it, outside of the universe that's holding it up. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of like seeing that like parabola shape, but I'm not sure it kind of just occurred to me like maybe the magnet's outside or yeah, I don't really see it as being something physical, but I see it as something that's sustaining the back and forth because, yeah, because if the universe is communicating with itself, it's like, what is, what's allowing for something to be received and then transmitted back? And obviously at a more specific level, it's consciousness and the fragments of individual consciousness, but I'm obviously now thinking at like what are the fundamental laws like what like what's the fundamental truth that that holds that up as as valid and um, the other thing though about this is that in this kind of magnetic framework where there's like these ends and it kind of feeds back into itself would almost reconcile the issue of the arrow of time so back to, to the topic of time the arrow of time like refers to the linearity of time. So right now in the way that that astronomers uh, are studying astrophysics is that time started at the Big Bang and is going to a certain point now. And that would insinuate an arrow of time that time is moving in one direction, in some linear direction. 
But there has to be another alternate explanation from the perspective of infinite time or circular time. And so I've had these thoughts about about cosmology being cyclical and everything is cyclical. And so if there was this grander energy of this magnetic, these like magnetic poles, these um, these like metaphorical uh, magnetic poles, if that were to be the truth, that could kind of like resolve that the universe like feeds back into itself and it adds an element of symmetry and, and it adds an element of like circular time because it's just the uh it's like the magnet constantly feeding back in on itself as opposed to a linear arrow mm -hmm. of time yeah i definitely do feel the the magnet feeding back into itself and there's something with that with how it expands too it's like it's being held in this container of the energy like but it's like also pushing mm -hmm. back against itself i don't know it's interesting i almost see um this like almost yeah. spiral on the outside of the container of the universe if that makes sense of like yeah. this energy that's going out and yeah. coming back in and something with like the transmutation of the energy is what's pushing back on the magnet and expanding mm -hmm. it Hmm. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like the expansion yeah. is being fed by this like magnetic loop that yeah. is like, yeah. And that's really cool. And so then it was also like, I kind of also had this vision of karma of how anytime we send something out into the universe, um, I'm sure how I can explain this. Um, okay, so there's all, there's these constant cycles of, um, energy being expelled and then falling back in and then being recycled and then, you know, just this recycle energy. Galaxies, the main thing I'm thinking of is galaxies, like the galactic, the way that ga galaxies exchange their matter is they go through these stages of they expel a lot of gas and then it exists around them and then it rains back down onto the galaxy and then it comes back out and so that's how matter is moved around and i almost see i almost saw like karma as a similar karma or any action that we take as a similar thing but something having to do with like its relative position to some like perfect uh vertical line because because so if if something comes up right what's going to determine the direction that it goes back down like the direction that that it went up in so anytime we do an action or something anytime we do anything that sends a pulse out into the universe something comes up and then based on its energy it kind of has to it falls it falls back mm -hmm. down in some direction and so that's how I'm kind of seeing this like circle um, and I'm trying to think these were like these these downloads were like all together and they were like kind of making sense together, but kind of not. So sorry if that felt a little bit out of left field. Um, I'll have to maybe think on on that one a bit more. But. But karma it was a big part of because yeah karma is a big part of where like this how this fits into to this because karma 
karma is the best example or like the most tangible example that we can think of in terms of why things have to come back around. And so I think that's maybe what I was trying to get at just now with that relevance to the vertical line. And it's like, um, because for something to come, to be able to come back around, it can't go like perfectly up. Like it has to, Mm -hmm. you have to put, throw it like somewhere. So it's like, you know, it has to make, it ha- in order for something to get back around to us, it has to be like kicked up into a direction and then it falls back and then it comes back to us. And obviously karma is all the stuff with like loops. So I'm visualizing the, like the karmic loop and um, like, yeah, how that energy is is distributed. But for the magnet thing too, like a lot, I've really been thinking a lot about divine masculine and feminine and this polarity and how it's like, it's like the universe is organized into the North and if, if the unit, if there's a big magnet, if the universe is a big magnet, North and South are different. Both sides are different. And there's some difference that is allowing that exchange between the sides to happen in the first place. And I think one of the ways, one of the ways that we best understand how we separate forms of energy is masculine and feminine energies. And together they make this whole and it's the masculine, there's this back and forth between the masculine and feminine energies. And I think that we have this understanding of masculine and feminine, but there might be another less like patriarchal patriarchal way you know there i think exactly exactly like i think that masculine and feminine is just another way of dividing up one energy into two opposite halves that that require interaction Mm -hmm. with one another because everything is all the whole theme of all these thoughts were about magnetism i was thinking about the spiral motion and i was thinking about the physics of the radiation that exists around magnetic fields and and how okay so now this is going to be a mini lesson for you and our listeners about the types of radiation so there's thermal radiation and there's non-thermal radiation thermal radiation depends on temperature so this is this is the part of radio this is the physics that we understand well or so we think we don't know what anything i don't know what we understand well but this is what's considered more well understood thermal radiation is yeah purely dependent on temperature and you can you can there's a, an equation that relates temperature as a function of wavelength and vice versa so that would be um yeah so that would be that would be a photon, like any radiation that we detect thermally would be, we would be getting from a photon that we can measure the trans, we can measure what transition it came from uh, between its, between the electron levels. And that's directly traceable back to the temperature of a specific astrophysical uh, phenomenon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then non-thermal radiation though, like kind of, revolves more well first off it gets into this weird territory that we don't understand and this is oh yeah this is what i was going to say this is why i know that we're onto something with this magnetic field with everything with where spirituality fits into science has to do with magnetic field magnetic fields and i know that because nobody in academia understands magnetic fields and this is where this is where the blind spot comes in of what we understand Mm -hmm. and what we don't understand and 
these types of non-thermal radiation, um, they they're not understood because they they don't follow like the same laws because these other types of radiation like the intensity can drop off and we just understand like how it how it travels different distances more but the things that are weird are with magnetic fields where we don't understand like it also it also gets into ultra relativistic motion of particles meaning particles approaching motion at the speed of light and that's where things also get weird that's where we also reach the bounds of what we know so far but so there's this thing called um synchrotron synchrotron radiation which is a form of non-thermal radiation and it's generated from a um a particle a charged particle like an electron or a proton um moving in a, a spiral motion around a magnetic field uh so it's like you'll have a magnetic field going this way and then the electron is moving in a spiral motion around the direction of the but uh yeah in the direction of the magnetic field lines but around it and so as a result you get this like synchrotron radiation this type of radiation happens um the, the particles also have to be going pretty fast. This is the type of radiation that you get right around a black hole. So, and I just thought it was interesting that this, what, the main thing that when I, when I started thinking about this and, and when it kind of, uh, something about like its significance clicked was the spiral motion of the particles. How, anyhow, like how the magnetic fields, um, how the electron can like spiral around the magnetic field and generate this different type of radiation and these other like these other radiation mechanisms and we know the significance of the spiral in in spirituality and everything's a spiral and you're always coming back around and like time is spiraling and and circular and cyclical and all these things but all these other forms of radiation and astrophysics that we're studying are kind of just dealing with these more traditional things that don't that are just like direct motion of particles all these direct things but in this category of once you get into the magnetic aspects of radiation you have you have radiation that happens from this spiral motion and i just think there's something there like there's some interesting that's where maybe this bridge with the spirituality can be um maybe that's what is not really understood because you know, when I was just reading a little bit about more about synchrotron radiation before we started recording and, you know, all the things online are, they're saying like, it's not very well understood. Like this type of radiation is not as well understood. And so I think, um, I think there's something to be explored there with like how radi with like the significance of the spiral motion around like magnetic fields and like this this special type of um, non-thermal radiation and you know just the point that I'm kind of trying to make here with the non-thermal versus thermal is that non-thermal radiation behaves differently and it might be up to some weird black magic shit that could explain things that um yeah that that go beyond this classical physics that that's pretty well established and um yeah so that was kind of the lesson that i wanted wait to, what about the black magic oh i was just saying that non-thermal i was saying that the point that i wanted to make of, of the difference between non-thermal radiation and thermal radiation is that non-thermal radiation like follows like it's 
it's generated differently and and it's not going to follow the same rules of physics that we understand and mm. and that everyone considers these classical things and all everything that falls under this classical category would be all of the reasons that people would dispute spirituality or the people would would think that it's uh it wouldn't classically make sense physics wise but things with magnetic fields fall under a different category of radiation that follow different rules. And so I was just saying that like maybe this type of radiation also has, you know, some there's some magic magic shit going on there that yeah, would magic, explain yeah. magic that shit. would explain spirituality more. Yeah. Um I definitely wouldn't want to call it black magic. Oh yeah, true, true, true. But <laughs> we did talk about that in this episode. Just cuz I've been learning um when I've been away, I've been learning a lot about the importance of like language. So true, true, true. Yeah, that's but a good I, point. I, I feel like I do say like in jet, I do say like jokingly a lot, like boom, black magic, like uh, so. Yeah, and then uh, when you had your session, you had that entity on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do get what you're um, putting down about the magic, though. Yeah, yeah, magic, not black magic. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I'll I'll leave it there with this, but I did want to share. Yeah, I wanted to share that and kind of just in general of sharing sharing my journey of how my connecting my spiritual stuff to astrophysics is going. Um, I don't know. It felt, you know, I was I looked up like because then I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't do much reading about these bigger things. I know what exists in academia. But I was like, is there a theory that is uh, says that the whole universe is a magnet? And I wasn't really finding anything like that. Like anything that I was like, like in terms of it didn't seem like there's one huge thing that's obvious that everyone knows. Oh, yeah, this theory already exists or whatever. Everything was just saying about how the universe is magnetic or how it has how the universe is electrical. But I don't think I really saw anything like describing this framework so it felt big and it felt like whoa like we're getting into some new territory of like what my consciousness is accessing and i obviously it's kind of just the beginning it's just the tip of the iceberg so i'm excited to you know continue continue really exploring that and seeing what else comes through and like building on these things yeah do you want to do your download with the beehive stuff um i was going to well okay the the main thing i'll talk about it for a little because it's like the main thing i think was about how the weather and, and we actually had this episode where we talked about the weather and Actually, there was kind of a funny clip in there, I remember, because we were like, how do we're like, what is wind? And and I was like, what is wind? And um, like, so I've I've just been thinking a lot about the the hive mind. And, you know, also because I was like observing a bunch of ants in my backyard recently, just like Mm -hmm. watching them all walk into a line. And then I was thinking about bees and I was thinking about the hive mind and how these these um, these animals that really live in those in those kind of hive mind environments. Yeah. So what's the hive mind mean? So I would say the hive mind is when 
individual when you you can tap into a bigger collective consciousness with one intention so it's like it's almost like a telepathic communication for a grander intention of a of a collective because ants you know ants are all doing their thing and it's like how do ants all know how Mm. to work together to get their task done because Mm. they are working with a hive mind because Mm. they're just they know that they're one little piece of the puzzle and they're just able to like get into their formation and do their thing right and so the same thing with bees like how do they know that they're all working together like they're telepathically communicating in a way, but through, a sh- I would say like hive mind is like shared intention and they're, t- they're tapping into something, you know, they're not like talking. Well, obviously, well, they're talking in their bee or ant language, but they, yeah. So then, I, so then I was just thinking about the collective consciousness and we have the same thing on earth because there is, because we're connected at a conscious level to each other just by being on the same planet, there's the collective consciousness. And so then I was thinking more about how, I was thinking about how, I guess kind of the download was that the weather contributes to our hive mind or collective consciousness because in a certain location, like even in general, weather aside, whatever, we have, we are, we do experience the hive mind as humans too. People in the same town, people in the same city, they're all focused on the same, on similar things. They're all going to have similar experiences because they're in the same geographical location. So there's that. But then I was thinking about how the weather can be added into the equation in a way because it's like we have, and like, what is the weather? The elements. The weather is the elements. The elements are alchemical or the elements provide change. And so they they come through to like to make things move. And I was thinking about how um, we have how the, much the weather affects our experiences and how much the weather like affects our lives and affects our mood and affects everything. And so it's like if you have the right, if like one day, say one day, New York City has a super rainy day. Everyone in the city that whole day has an experience that is shaped by that really rainy day. Mm. And so then there's like a collective consciousness that's fed in. But it's like a soul contract, too, in a way, because you are we're making contract with the elements you, you know, right. and it was decided for already for that weather to affect your day in that way. And so. I I guess I guess it was kind of more just that like I had been thinking a lot about the weather and I was like there's something about the weather and how it affects us and and I think I kind of realized there's it also just comes back to there's very much it's very physical you know there's a lot of aspects of spirituality and all this stuff that can transcend physical time physical space and everything but everything it really is physical because the aura is physical and the I feel like the elements bridge, the elements help bridge the etheric into the physical because they they come in as like the seed of the, they facilitate the change. They facilitate like bringing that energy in by having wind or by having rain or something. So it's like I see like the elements and the weather as this like facilitation between the energetic and the physical and that's all contributing to this hive mind and just how we have these similar experiences in different geographic locations that we kind of contract Mm. and that it's all working together very much at a physical level too because then you can even get into well the rain produces extra ions like the like you know 
then there's the rain and i think the, the air after it rains is super like there's a lot of electro ions or something in the air and it's really good to breathe in and so there's that and yeah so the point is that it's very physical and the and the weather i think kind of comes in to, to help like merge all of these experiences and and contribute the weather very much contributes to our shared like hive mind experiences around the same geographical locations um yeah i i I feel like that makes sense it's interesting because if the hive mind then for all of us it could it, it it could on some level be our ability to tap into one another too mm-hmm. uh, yes, like telepathically and what's even i mean more interesting about this is there are people <laughs> sorry my cat is going to the bathroom oh. <laughs> i didn't know if you could hear it or not but he's no. like digging oh, so i'm like <laughs> i thought you i thought spirit was like stopping you <laughs> you done okay <laughs> <laughs> nice um the other part about this too is they are changing the weather on us mm-hmm. right yes mm-hmm. there are I've thought about that. Too. Powers, game players, um, that are changing the wet the weather patterns. Mm-hmm. And yeah, clearly, if that's being done, if the powers that be are manipulating the weather, then the weather must have a deep connection to our consciousness. Yeah. 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 So. So. There's a there is a lot more that I want to figure out about the bees and the hexagonal shape of the beehives because I do think that the consciousness grid around Earth is in a hexagonal shape and there's something there with the number six and then that gets into geometry and sacred geometry and oh boy do I want to understand all of that stuff. So there's there's more there with like the bees and also how like bees tap into the there's actually a lot more there kind of specifically like with the bees and how the bees bees tap into the earth's electromagnetic field Mm. and there's yeah there's some really interesting stuff and i actually just talked to the to this guy at the kava bar uh yesterday about we talked all about the bees and like their really interesting flight paths and how they can like tune into the earth's magnetic field at frequency so there's some interesting stuff there there but yeah really just the hive mind is just so interesting and I just think it really gets into um, the fact that there is a there is like a grid there is a grid around Earth or there's a consciousness, you know, there's something that's just floating above that's just the consciousness of everyone that that we can tap into and that we're actually always tapping into and that's that's like what the hive mind is. It's the hovering thoughts of everyone around you that are just around you and and you are a collective you're a collective with your town your city your state like just like you're a collective with the earth it just um yeah it just goes on and on cool shit yeah well i think that's part of what i did go to over the weekend is yeah cultivating those subtle senses and learning how to tap into all the different sentient beings and yes that that does include the elements or mm-hmm. the, right. the sun or the different planets like that they're all 
Yeah, I just feel, yeah, exactly. And I just feel like, I think what the realization was, was like, we don't talk enough about how much the weather is a part of our consciousness and physically too, because there is a physics to it of the charged particles and the pressure and everything. And so there's a physical aspect of it, but it's also, you know, it's feeding into everything and it's, it's the agent of change. It's, it's like the catalyst. I, I just keep on coming back to there's something with like the weather is like this bridge of how of how it like of how because of course it is because that's what we're around what's the next best the next closest thing to our aura is the outside world and the temperature and the weather and the rain touching us and the wind hitting our hitting our aura and the wind hitting our face so that's the next boundary the weather is the next line of communication the next line of defense between your auric world and your aura and the physical world so it has to have some it's it's like the it's yeah it has to have some sort of impact on how your energy interacts with the world because that's the next physical thing that you're touching. It's it's where you're at. It's it's your environment. So I talked about how I had a I was gifted by the universe a free quantum healing hypnosis session. Ooh, yes. And yeah, I didn't talk about that on the podcast yet. I talked about the fact that it that it happened or that it was going to happen. And I had that um, a few weeks ago and there were definitely some really interesting downloads that kind of came through with it. One, well, let me think how I want to, I'll talk actually first about there was, there was, a, there was an aspect of the session that was a bit more healing and I I kind of went into this, I went into, I was guided into this realm and, you know, in this whole thing, she puts me into sort of this like, yeah, meditative hypnosis state. I'm not yeah, really sure. Say, like, can you speak to like kind of just the overall experience yeah, of right. this? I guess if I'm going to talk about that at all, at all, I probably should. You know, it was interesting because like, I've never... I've always been so intrigued by this whole thing with the quantum healing hypnosis because I just, especially considering how much on this podcast I talk about my own self-doubt when it comes to anything that I'm seeing or connecting with from the other side and how much I've had to work through so much self-doubt and trust in that process, I've never really understood how people can, how beginners can kind of do this and you just... You know, because in in one of these healing sessions, in one of these sessions, you're being led into hypnosis, but everything is coming from you in your hypnotized or trance state. You know, the other person, I guess for the most part, the other person is holding space and guiding you and helping. Mm -hmm. We we set we set an intention. We talked before it even started for like an hour. We set a solid intention and I read it and we did this really cool thing actually where we set the intention and, and we crafted like a nice, beautiful sentence. That was my intention. And then I read it out loud, like over, holding my hand over like a glass of water. And we read and I like beamed my intention into the water. And then I drank a few sips of the water before we started. That was kind of cool. And mm. then we came up also with a list of questions that we were going to ask my higher self or my spirit guides that I brought through. And so the experience, though, you know, we started with 
there was maybe about five minutes or so of kind of just listening to like white noise and her like setting the sacred space in her own way and um oh yeah and the instagram handle of the person that did the healing her name's layton uh it's at layton looks within i think i'll put it in the in the description of the um notes i'm gonna write her a testimonial too and she led me into it by something like you know leading up to like a few doors or you're supposed to you know go up these steps and you open a door and it's like okay what's there now and then you have to describe and i think at that at first i was kind of just like um i don't know like because if you don't get anything like super clear right away i don't know but once we moved in more to the experience i was able to be more confident in what i was feeling and just knowing that it was and i went to this house and the house specifically had i was really my attention was brought to it was like the fact that there were four quadrants or like four rooms like i walked in and there was like two rooms to my right and two rooms to the back and it was small very small very simple house and there was a hollow and there was a like a circle like a cylindrical something in the center holding it up and it was hollow and it was so it was like a yeah it was like being held up by like a cylinder in the center and then just four quadrants and then i got the knowing that it represented my heart and the four quadrants and there were four quadrants of the house and i was like oh that's for the four chambers of the heart Mm. and then i felt that the interior hole was like the portal the portal of your heart because your heart's the center of your magnetic field your heart is a portal so it was like wasn't that it was like empty it was just like oh that's the portal it was like the center it was like yeah it's it's like it's like a mysterious hollow structure because that's that's where the portal is and everything else physically oh yeah i mean yeah you know things about (laughs) you're trained in this i'm like i don't know my dad is a yeah around the heart oh yeah which would which would be hollow yeah it's not hollow it's full of blood but like if the blood's not in it 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 would be it would be empty space and it would yeah yeah so then so i specifically knew that the front of so she was like kind of guiding me through this but i'm also just going yeah based off of what i know i knew that the front rooms were a bit darker and i knew that the back right room was very well lit and that there was like a lot of warmth and there was a big window with a lot of but it was empty the room was empty Mm. but there was a lot of warmth and like i the back rooms were more well lit and the front was really dark and then specifically the back right room was the one that was like warm and it was empty and i realized after that it that it was meant to kind of signify my future and like the hope and that it was empty because Mm. it has yet to be filled and at the time when i first started describing it i didn't think of that but was cool after uh the the practitioner layton who was guiding me she said that when i said that she knew and she wrote down it's empty because that's your like potential like it hasn't been filled yet and then i ended up circling back around to that conclusion also which was cool so then there was this front left room so there was the back right room that was being brought to my attention and that was it was warm it was bright it was yeah very bright and warm front left room was cold and sad and i was 
So then I had like this big emotional release Mm. in this room. And so she asked what felt like needed to be like what like what's the sadness from? And I immediately felt like I felt this feeling of like ignored, like something being pushed to the side, like something being ignored, like, uh, yeah, basically something being completely ignored. And I knew that it was me. It was my needs and my body's needs from a few years ago when I was in the peak of my addiction stage and doing schoolwork and the peak of my Adderall addiction. Yeah. And in that time, um, because I, in that time when I was using it so much, I was completely ignoring my body's natural functions and my body's natural needs. And I was overriding them to sit in a chair for 10 hours straight to do work, to not sleep for days on end, to not eat. I was completely ignoring my body's natural needs and the natural cycles. And it's because, and then we kind of got to the conclusion and I kind of realized why. And I was like, started, you know, in in describing a lot of this, definitely a lot of emotions and tears, tears were coming up. And it was I realized it was like me punishing myself it was I was doing that to punish myself because of my past mistakes and because of being afraid that of you know just saying like I deserve to my body doesn't deserve to be listened to for its natural functions I lost my right to do that when I messed up in my previous project when I when I did that thing that caused my advisor to yell at me and be condescending to me in her office I lost my right for my body to I lost my body lost its right to be listened to when I messed up in the past so now as a punishment for myself I have to override my body's natural needs in order to do all this work to prevent me from getting yelled at again in the future wow and it was a very specific detail of all of that stage of the addiction and the, and recovering from it that I don't think had I've shed a light on recently. You know, I think there's a reason that that, you know, like because we talked about this a few episodes ago or whatever, just my my stuff with um all of that stuff with forgiveness and and you know, in my recovery stage. And there's so, there's a lot of different aspects, you know, within, for me, there's a lot of different aspects of what needs I was ignoring, how I could have been kinder to myself, all these Mm -hmm. things. But specifically what came up was, was the consciousness of my body's needs and natural desires and natural things and just basic needs being ignored and pushed just and cast aside and also the reason and yeah and I don't know like it's like I have you know I've thought about all this stuff a lot like I have thought about that but I also I don't know if I really have really fleshed it out into that much detail about the punishment thing about how I was punishing myself you know yeah within that addiction it was it was punishment it was like no like I it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I have these needs. That went out the window. That went out the window when you fucked up. And now you deserve to have these ignored. Yeah. Yeah. It was the it, the awareness of it because 
you're avoiding it before so you weren't fully recognizing and aware of what right what was trying what was wanting to be listened to and then it's the um awareness that brings up the potential for the release mm-hmm. yeah it was like it was like i think before i knew that i was i knew that i was treating myself so poorly but I thought there was I was seeing another I was seeing a different aspect of it. I was seeing the aspect that that's what I thought that I had to do to get yeah. to the next step. I thought that I I thought that I had no option, yeah. which was also true. So it's also true that I was like, this is the only way. This is the only way. This is the only option. But the flip side of that was that's the only option because this is what you deserve, because this is your punishment for fucking up before. And it was like. So we did, we also did, she wanted to do like a specific release and I had this visual of, you know, I was talking to that version of myself a bit and I kind of, um, oh yeah, and she had me like see if there was anything I wanted to tell that version of myself or like any advice to give them and all that came really was that like, it's not, the, this is not the only way because it was like this deep, this I guess it would be this really that version of me had this true true belief that this is the only way mm. to keep going you know the only way to get this done is this route and I just told that version of myself that that's not the only way that there is another way and there was another way because I finished my thesis healthily and I in balance and I listened and I was when I finished my my PhD I was listening to my body and I was living naturally with my natural rhythms and not overriding mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. so then we also had so then i was kind of she, i was kind of describing how i saw how it was like i just felt like that version of me was on this hamster wheel because that was me still in my phd program and still knowing that i it was like it's never it never ends it never ends and so i was on this hamster wheel and so she had us release the hamster from the cage so she was like Ooh. look go back to that visual and so we took and so we opened the cage and we released the hamster oh, from wow. the wheel yeah yeah so we so we released my hamster on the wheel we freed it from the cage and freed it from the wheel so that was definitely very symbolic and significant and yeah, I feel like that part of the session definitely obviously was important and clearly there was that specific aspect of that whole experience and, and things that, that needed to be healed more, that needed to be brought to light. And yeah, and I felt like there was some significance to like this diagonal between that cold room, that cold sad room in the house and oh yeah, and I felt like it was I felt like the fact that there that that cylindrical um center the hollow center was between the rooms it felt like almost like there was a quantum leap that had to be done to get from that version of me to this future version of me and yeah that was also some other significance that I felt with that in the house analogy and the heart and the four things but 
yeah, so that that healing aspect of it was really cool. And um, I'm glad that I had that release and and the, you know, the metaphorical aspect of it and the physical crying that that came with it. I'm, I'm glad that I got to have that release. Mm-hmm. And um, so then another part of it, I believe actually that, yeah, I was talking to one of my spirit guides. I think I think it might have been a gray um but I'm also like not sure I was questioning myself a little bit and I didn't want to get too attached I didn't really get too attached to whatever identity of the spirit guide that it was but technically you know I was asking the the spirit guide some of these other questions and oh yeah one of the things that we had come up with for something to ask was a bit about my book that I'm going to be writing I've mentioned it um and yeah like to kind of get some more information about my book or whatever I should else I should know about it and so this was kind of more in the section of I felt like I was I was I was channeling in a way or just yeah just had to just trust whatever I was receiving and so then this download sort of came in back to the masculine and feminine of it all and so the whatever I received was kind of that it was that this idea of masculine and feminine is is what's going to be really important of how to bridge the spiritual science and spirituality mm. because masculine and feminine concepts are uh tangible and spiritual and they have a place in the spiritual community and we can have some understanding of them but they're also fundamentally true and it's like matt the fact that energy splits into masculine and feminine is fundamentally is both fundamentally true and appears in nature yeah and um so so and it's also a spiritual grander concept that we that there's more meaning to it so it's the fact that there it's it's the fact that it's fundamental truth but there's also a meaning to it because of how feminine is this expressive outward energy and masculine is a grounded inward downward energy so not only is it true but there is meaning to it and some and basically something about how this masculine feminine concept and how energy splits divides itself into masculine and feminine for me and i guess for my desire of bridging these worlds is going to be a really important concept Mm. to anchor these things into truth into a solid truth and also we know that biologically and i talked about this in this other huge download that i had about how galaxies merging um yeah i had this this download about how when two galaxies collide and merge it's a masculine and feminine energies colliding And then it led me into all of these things about how, like, obviously there would be a masculine and if there's it's there's masculine and feminine expression everywhere in all life, even in alien life. Usually it's divided into masculine. I just wanted to make a quick note about that, though. Um, So when we're talking about masculine and feminine, it is an energy. It's not gender and it's not sex like that. It's not it's not Mm -hmm. connected to that. The masculine and feminine is an is an energy so i just wanted to make a quick note about that for our listeners Mm -hmm. totally totally 
Right, exactly. It's 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 an energy thing. And it also so it also appears in biology though. There's plants, like plants have have there's like masculine and feminine, you know, there is a there's some there's a, a way to ground the that splitting of energy into some solid truth. And this idea of I just feel like I'm constantly being brought back to how do I how do I find a concept that's fundamentally true that I could explain to people that don't believe in spirituality at all? How do we link any of these things to fundamental truth or fundamental like law? Well, and even in our brain, um, you know, like left brain, right brain. Oh, yeah. Left brain is masculine, the analytical, practical. Right, right brain right. is feminine the um creative expressive whatever side so Mm -hmm. that that already exists within us and then where we find harmony um if that's within our bodies or energy field our brain even um communities ecosystems is within the balance of the masculine and feminine so that's why i'm trying to sit also tell people Mm -hmm. it's not it's not related to gender it's an energy and it is about the the, about the balance of it where the harmony exists because even in our brain like you find a lot of people who oh i'm left brain like i'm very analytical i'm very this i'm very that and then people are like well i'm more right brain like i'm more like woo woo or creative or i don't so much have the left brain but they're there's something to be said about the harmony of them coming to live in together in balance. And that, yes. Yeah. That is where the harmony exists. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's, that's a good point about the brains. And yes, I, and that was actually another part of this download was actually balance too, mm-hmm. is that there's the, the next part of that, the concept of masculine feminine is to is around around this energy of balance but specifically um it was that balance nothing is ever truly fully balanced right but this so then the other part of the download that kind of came in was that what sets anything into motion is like the strive the strive for balance right the goal is the goal is equilibrium because mm-hmm. why else why else would anything be moving it's always moving mm-hmm. with the goal of landing in an equilibrium but things are never going to be in an equilibrium and this applies to our life too if the sooner that we understand that things are never going to be solved, that there's always going to be some start that the end hasn't arrived yet, or there's always going to be something, uh, something that doesn't have a solution yet that has arrived in physicality, like there's always going to be something, or maybe your finances and everything else is going great in your life, but one other thing, like there's always going to be some imbalance, and that's completely okay and that's actually the way it's supposed to be but but the specific it was like the specific thought of what like what the law like the law that sets things into like for anything to be in motion at all or for anything to exist or to move it's it's this it's this uh the strive for balance it's like that's what sets things into motion the fact the interplay of the balance yeah I mean, I understand the move, how the energy's always moving. I don't know if I necessarily 
agree that it can never be balanced. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I do, I do see what you're saying because I, I like on maybe a very even like small level, like microscopic level, maybe it can never truly be balanced. Although I think it, right. I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, it's like tech. um, I think I'm kind of saying like technically it's never, but like grander. Yes. You can find balance and harmony within. Or what to else? To be very say? close to equal equilibrium. Because I'm just thinking, because even the part where you're like, oh, like you know, if if um your finances are good, there might be something else that's not going in your on in your life. That's like great. Which I mean, that is also true. But I feel like we're not like always necessarily existing in that because we can be in the flow where things are just flowing. Mm-hmm. But then the flow yeah. is mm-hmm. the movement uh, of energy. Exactly. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even bring in like the flow state and, and the center the center point in into into the picture here. But yes, exactly. It's it's the flow. The flow is the flow is the balance. It's so like mm. there's so many ways to like break down thinking about all of all of these things, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I think like when I say that there will never truly be balance, I think I am talking on like a really hard science, yeah. like hard technical level because that is yeah because it's always it's always this asymmetry yeah in a way and Um, i can see that too because i was getting the picture in a very like particle level too but i kind of wanted to yeah talk more to um the physicality of like life events or this or this that you had kind of like spoke on Mm -hmm. but i i do see the particles how they're kind of weaving yeah in and out and how the energy is Mm -hmm. always moving so yeah and i do think like i just uh i do think that there is there is a peace that can be achieved if you when you realize that flow state does not equal everything being solved or everything being balanced i think that's also kind of like what i'm getting at like the there there is a peace that you can achieve when you realize that mm. that things are never going to be perfectly balanced and that is what flow state is flow state is like fi- is have having peace in the center in the, in the eye of the storm is finding peace peace in the now peace mm. in the infinity intersection symbol and um yeah, but you know, everyone like kind of strives for this like balance or to have like everything aligned and I think it's like when you accept that because things are moving, there's always going to be a flux and and you know, really being comfortable with that. Yeah. And Oh yeah, and just the like masculine and feminine stuff, I think I hadn't said yet that like we don't other than other than spiritual people knowing that this earth is a feminine soul and the sun is a masculine soul and all these things it's like other this concept of masculine feminine being biological truth or being some other you know being some scientific truth in other ways is not yet applied to astrophysics and is not yet applied to the galaxies and what are the physical properties of a galaxy that would make it being currently expressing in feminine or currently expressing in masculine is it outward is it that you know does it have one 
Does it fluctuate throughout its lifetime? Does it is it is it like the brain? Is the galaxy like the brain where it has certain feminine expressions going on at once mm. and it has certain masculine expressions going on all together? And there's a left and right brain of the galaxy of the feminine and masculine expressions that are just always at play. Or is it one or the other? Or, you know, it's like, how do we apply how do we apply this to astrophysics and to other other things? And there's other sciences where we accept that as truth the way that life splits itself so yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of yeah i think we had some cool discussion on this yeah definitely um do you have more to speak to about your hypnosis experience click one other thing that came up that also felt like it was building on a a download that was happening leading up to this was i think oh yeah i think i just asked my guide like for a message or or something like that and i got this visual of like the galaxy and of my past or current incarnations or whatever all kind of lighting up in different parts of the galaxy and then i got this download that was So just like on Earth, we are maybe strategically placed around the Earth grid for our assistance, for us to help Earth or for our people's vibrations need to be somewhere strategically also because there's like different chakra and different different points around the Earth where people's vibrations are needed. I got that. It's the same thing for the galaxy. So where there are pockets of life, like the the distribution of conscious life around the spiral arms of our galaxy is not random. Mm. It is very much all feeding the vibration that the galaxy's in and it's feeding the uh, it's feeding the evolutionary stage that the galaxy's in. So if there are some voids where there aren't life and also probably at a grander perspective, chakra mm-hmm. points or something, you know, probably the galactic mm-hmm. chakras and stuff like that. So it was yeah kind of just this realization that like it extends this concept of like where life is uh is relevant is relative is uh important to the galaxy in itself physically and the reason this was important is because i was thinking how do we concretely explain why conscious why extraterrestrial life has to exist you know going back to like how do we make any how do we make alien existence concrete why must there be conscious life and why is it important like what's what's the what's the the um underlying universal law that would state that this conscious life has to exist elsewhere in our galaxy and it's because it's part of the galaxy's evolutionary stage the conscious life is affecting the vibration of the galaxy Mm -hmm. in different parts and there's a there's a there's a Mm -hmm. system there's a system at play it requires and you know it's not just us on the orion arm of the milky way galaxy that has life here and we're here by random yeah the life within the galaxy it seeds the the life and the physical distribution of it it's it's feeding and it's affecting the whole frequency of the galaxy and it's it's playing some role in the galaxy's evolutionary stage Hmm, interesting so i mean nothing's random because yeah and so right exactly nothing is random but the thought specifically felt like that is the explanation for why that is one 
concrete explanation for why life must exist in different parts, regions of the galaxy. Because it's it would have some purpose because the way mm -hmm. that astronomers look at it is the only thing that has a purpose is the galaxy's star formation rate or the galaxy's gas mass or the gal right. or where the galaxy is in age or or how how evolved its spiral arms are and everything. But there's another piece of the equation that's contributing to its overall vibration that is the conscious life, the conscious the consciousness of the beings incarnated yeah. on planets. That's just adding into the overall conscious experience of the galaxy yeah. uh very similar to the grid systems that exist on earth and yeah. mm -hmm. um exactly. the star seeds that are scattered across the earth yeah yeah exactly it's that's that that's the exact thought that like preceded it it's like just like we are in specific yeah. locations around the earth for a reason it's the same thing around the galaxy yeah and it's and it's feeding into some bigger thing bigger bigger process a process that's bigger than us you know yeah Whew. okay i feel like that's good for the downloads for this episode i feel like we're at a good spot yeah but that was yeah that definitely yeah that was good i definitely got it a lot out a lot of what i had been getting in the last few weeks a lot of these have been all pent up or i wanted to make videos on them but then i either chickened out or i just i don't know so now you can make are. videos from this. Yes, exactly. Subscribe to the Orphic podcast on YouTube, please. We need to grow our subscribers on YouTube. So if you are a listener, I'm talking to you. <laughs> if you're listening to my words right now and you're not subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe. <laughs> close the podcast app, open your YouTube app, type in the Orphic podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you very much. And my Instagram is at interdimensional.astrophysics. Um, follow me there. Yeah. And my Instagram is at Mariposa Moonchild. Follow me there. Uh, you can look there at how to work with me or get a session with me. Uh, as well as please follow our podcast page on Instagram at the Orphic Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> On Instagram, on Instagram, on Instagram. <laughs> and oh, please also please share this episode or another episode if you found value yeah. in it. Like that really helps us yes. grow our audience and grow our reach. So if you find value or resonate with some of the stuff we're saying, uh, we would really, really appreciate and love you forever if you could share it to your to your page or social media or yes. wherever. Or, or with, with a friend, a friend. Yeah. You know. We don't all have many spiritual friends or anyone that's on the same wavelength, but odds are you have at least one other person in your life that you could, that maybe would come to mind that would appreciate all that we're talking about on here. Yeah. So share it to your socials, share it to a friend, a family member, and we really appreciate you being here if you're yeah, still I listening. Mean, and that's part so. of the awakening too. Like some of us, had to watch videos or things to shift and activate our dna to awaken so maybe a friend that you don't like you don't know who might come across it that it might actually plant some seeds for them and start to get get the process going in their head of you know <laughs> yep exactly let's unlock yeah. some dna okay well thanks for being here thank you again 
and we will catch you next time. Bye! Bye.